Dedicated. Obsessed. Focused. This is the Masters of Fitness Podcast. Welcome, 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 folks, back to the Masters of Fitness Podcast for episode five. And today we're going to be talking about everyone's favorite topic and might I add everyone's favorite sport, which is uh, CrossFit. There CrossFit, is. CrossFit. Yeah. Welcome back, guys. First, we'd like to apologize for the uh, for the delay. We've been busy, uh, you know, had some things going on, like situations, getting our studio set up to make sure we could bring you guys the best possible recordings that we have. So, welcome back. Welcome back. How's it going, Thad? How you been doing, man? What's going on? Been doing pretty good, Ernest. Pretty good. That's yeah, it. Pretty good. Pretty good, man. That was a killer workout Saturday. Yeah, it was. That my, was a good one. My legs still hurt, man. My legs still hurting, man. But uh, You're too cro- young to hurt. Too young. You're never too young to hurt, <laughs> man. Never too young to hurt. So today we're going to talk about CrossFit. CrossFit is a lot of things and a lot of misconceptions people have about CrossFit that today we're going to try to dispel. We're going to talk about some of the benefits of CrossFit, talk about uh, why you should do CrossFit or maybe why you shouldn't do CrossFit. Yeah. Some of the downsides to CrossFit and overall, how can it make you a better fitness person overall? So, but that just giving a little bit of history, I myself have been a CrossFit athlete for about five years now. I do CrossFit three to five, three to uh, three to five days a week. Uh, even got my home gym. Yeah. That's how much I love CrossFit home gym. No certifications yet. Hopefully I'll be working on getting my, level one certification this summer, but, uh, that tell a little people about yourself and, uh, what you do in CrossFit, how long you've been in CrossFit and what do you like about CrossFit yourself? Well, I've been in CrossFit. I started, um, the latter part of uh, 2010. So I've been in it for a little over eight years now. Um, after I, after I was in CrossFit for about, mm, probably about six or eight months or so that's whenever I decided I wanted to go ahead and pursue my uh, my coaching so I went and got my level one and uh, <clears throat> I kind of broke into coaching a little bit at a time uh, since then I, I coached a little at a at a gym that's no longer in operation well they are in operation it's over at fit lab in Nederland okay it used to be turning in so CrossFit. So backtracking a little bit. So you said you got your level one. Tell everybody about what the actual level one certification is for CrossFit. Some people, the newbies or people who are not familiar with CrossFit, might not understand that. Right. Well, the level one is basically a two-day seminar. <clears throat> you go in there, and I'll back up a little bit. They they give you a study guide, and it's it's well over a hundred pages, and you better have read that thing back and forth a few times before you ever even think about going to the class to start with. And um, <clears throat> I wouldn't recommend anybody going to get their level one after unless they've been in CrossFit for at least six months to a year. I say a year. And you, you see that a lot, though. People get in there to get real enthused and say, oh, I'm about to be a level one CrossFit right. coach. I'm about to be a, cro- a coach yeah. at coach. But you hadn't learned all the principles yet. Exactly, exactly. It's better to have some experience under your belt. But um, the the seminar is really cool. They they always have a um, a really top quality team 
these people really know their stuff, man, <clears throat> that put it on. So the first day is really a lot, a lot of lecture. But there's a lot of hands-on, too, where you go in and they break you into little groups and then they go through all the the principles, the um, the basic movements uh, that you're going to be that you can teach and you're going to be doing in CrossFit. Okay. And then um, <clears throat> that's a full day. You even do get to do a workout. Uh, and, we we did Fran. They've changed it up now. I don't I don't think they. And do it's Fran funny anymore. because people automatic people. Well, that's I mean I'm jump might be jumping a little bit ahead of myself, but a lot of people assume that CrossFitters get no training. That you go in there and they give you a little fancy certificate and you don't learn anything. But yeah. I actually printed out that manual and read through it. Right. It talks about some real stuff. Yeah, it's it it's not all about um, making people hurt, movements making people throw like up that. in a workout. No, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of nutrition, a lot of health type stuff in there. Um, so it's it's pretty broad. It's a lot of information to get thrown in your face in, in just two days, and the second day is really only. It's a full day, but you're the test takes a couple of hours. I heard that test is pretty atrocious. Pretty yeah. it, by being atrocious, I mean it's pretty in depth and pretty hard. Yeah, I, I I know several people that's take that had to take the test more than one time. I know a couple that took it like three times to finally pass it. I was lucky. I don't know what happened. I passed it my first try. You was lucky. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, you you passed it. You were so good to where you got what your level two, and right. you just did your level two. What this year or last it's year? Been a, almost two years ago. Almost two years ago, yeah. man. You know, I've been doing it five years. It's still no level one because <laughs> I still feel like I don't. I still feel like I don't know enough to actually go out and teach people how to do CrossFit. Yeah. But it's weird though. But yeah, that's a that's that's kind of dispelling one of the early myths is the fact that there is a specialized training that you have to go to to do CrossFit. And don't you also have your uh, endurance CrossFit as well? Yeah, right. CrossFit endurance. That was another weekend. That was another two day seminar I went okay. to in Houston, uh, put on by um, oh heck, I can't remember the guy's name now. But it was all under the the guidance of um, Brian McKenzie. Okay, cool, cool. So, yeah, along with that CrossFit, you don't just get your level one certification. You get certifications in regards to kids CrossFit, CrossFit gymnastics, CrossFit Olympic lifting. Oh, there's tons CrossFit of them. endurance. Uh, you get your level one, level two. Then you get up to like three and four. Yeah. Level four. That's that's like the, super duper. When you get up into the level fours and stuff like that, that's um, there's not very many people around <laughs> that have that. You know, yeah. you're, you've got to really – that's a lot of – It's like a uh, – it's like having a doctorate in CrossFit almost. Yeah, it is. The level three, I've thought about the level three, but it's basically you study and go take a test. And it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> I mean, from what I understand is it's you better study and you better go over all of it really, 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 really good. Not for the faint of heart, guys, you said. Yeah. So it's, it's a rigorous process. We're not – so when you go to uh, – so that's one of the most important things we'll talk about is when you go to a gym or try to find a gym that you want to attend or go to, inquire about the uh, level of certification that the coaches have. Right, right. That's I, – I, I'm a firm believer, and I don't care if you go to um, – I don't care where you go. Inquire. Ask these people, you know, what kind of, what kind of background do you have? Um, what level – certification actually you're not certified like certified 
until the level three. The level one and level two, you are a certificate holder. You are considered a CrossFit trainer hmm. with us, with a the holder of a certificate. You are not by the definition, definition of certified. Certified because of the way the test is done. So it's not similar to just getting a, a certified personal trainer. Right. Okay. Right. By personal by personal trainer, I mean a guy at Exogen who just puts you on a machine and tells you to do twenty bicep curls and sends you yeah. home. No shade to uh personal trainers, but they can do a lot better than what they're doing. So let's go into some of the pros of CrossFit. Some of the one of the biggest pros I think out there that most people can't disagree with, or one of the things that most people can't argue with. It's the fact that CrossFit has a very strong community. Yeah. And that's one of the things a lot of people struggle with when they get into fitness is having that intrinsic motivation. I've been to plenty of gyms throughout my lifetime, World Gym, Exogen, my local gym at home, all good gyms, all had great experiences there, but it's never been a sense to where I go in, I don't feel like working out, I could just walk out and leave. Yeah. I could just procrastinate on my cell phone or go get on a treadmill for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. The benefit of CrossFit is you walk in, you put your cell phone down, and for one hour, you know you're about to get at it. Yeah. No matter how bad you think you're going to do, you're going to get after it, and you're going you're gonna to you, – I don't want to say you're going to hurt, but you're going to get a quality workout in. Yeah, yeah, because you're being led, you know, and everybody else in the room is doing the same exact thing you're doing. Same exact thing you're Might doing. Might not be using the same weight, but everybody in there is doing the same thing. And that kind of goes along with the community. And also, and you don't go for a while. You have people ask you, hey, where you been? What's going on? What you, mm-hmm. you know what? And you also, you can feed off everybody's energy. And also along with you pick up, uh, pick up a lot of habits. Yeah. By nature, as humans, we are what you like to call social creatures. You know, most people like to create the illusion that they like to be alone and like to be loners. That's a lie. Most of <laughs> us, I mean, that's what we all, I mean, most of us like to assimilate, be in a pack, share common knowledge is, you know, get to know each other better. And you could feed off of that in CrossFit. Because right. I know along the years, I've picked up a lot of things in regards to my diet. Right. Just learning things about CrossFit. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So, strong community, man. If, you, if you're not a person that's intrinsically motivated yeah. to just get out there and do things on your own, CrossFit is uh, CrossFit is very, very good. Look, let's see. Naomi posted a question. Talk about CrossFit intimidation, Walking into a gym and seeing athletes that you just and you're just a regular person. So let's talk about that for a while, Dad. Well, <clears throat> and I know. Okay, so we're all you, regular people. And I was backtracking, just talking a little bit we was, as we was talking about a little bit before, and that's one of the models that CrossFit has identified that they have jumped into over the years. Yeah, is what you see on TV, folks, is literally the. of CrossFitters (laughs) around the world. We'll say maybe it's about 5,000, 500,000 people that maybe do the CrossFit games, for example, to open, and only 20 of them make it to who you would probably see on TV. But I challenge anybody to walk into a gym, and you'll see the household, regular individuals that's Mm -hmm. in CrossFit just out there working out, just trying to get fit. Yep. I was was just in the gym. I did the 430 class at a CrossFit Beaumont earlier, and um, uh, there was all all sorts of walks of lives in there. Um, there was uh, just your regular old 
housewife, mom, just just people in there trying to get a workout. Right. Yeah. And we're all doing the same thing. You know, we all high five at the end of the workout, fist bump. You know, everybody did a good job. Um, one thing, now, one thing I always kind of got upset about sometimes is the fact that you think you're in there killing the workout. But you're not the one, the guy who's killing the workout, don't get the uh, don't get the cheers and don't get the applause. No. It's always the guy who's working his way through it, the beginner. Those are the guys who we uplift in the community and make them feel welcome a lot of times. Yeah. So you don't get that in a regular gym. And with that strong community, you get a coach that generally will, I don't want to say cater specifically to your needs, but kind of have a better idea where you need to be in your fitness level. Yeah. So – that leads us into, I think Nick had a good question. Can you guys explain how coaching and programming at CrossFit takes all the work out of figuring out what to do and how a good coach drives real results? Nick, it's a lot of parts to that question. You <laughs> must have been. But kind of feeding off what we were saying, how kind of compare, and I'll get into a couple of topics on this. And uh, Thad, you just jump in whenever, but. Price is another miss. Our CrossFit may be too expensive, but if you think about the overall cro- the cost of CrossFit, I can't speak to multiple gyms, but the average is about about between one fifteen to one eighty somewhere. Now, if you if you yeah, this area around here around the Beaumont Port Arthur area, um, I would say the the average cost is probably about one hundred and twenty a month for an unlimited membership. Unlimited membership, and you may be like say so. Let's say you're in a bigger city. In regards to like DC, I know my buddy up there, Marcel. He says they pay about two, about two fifty for a CrossFit right. gym. Yeah, and that's in a DC mm-hmm. metroplex north, area. That's yeah. up north, a little bit more expensive. But so let's take that to an example and talk about how much a personal trainer costs at Exigen. Yeah, um, I had this conversation with uh, with my mailman of all people a few years ago. You know, I he always would come around the house when I'm fixing to leave to go to the gym, and we'd talk a little bit and. I, you know, I try to get him to, hey, you know, why don't you come do a class? Oh, I got a personal trainer, you know. Okay, well, that's fine. You know, whatever whatever you want to do is fine. And I said, was there any reason why why you really don't want to try CrossFit or something? Well, you know, it's kind of expensive. And I said, whoa, hold on a minute. Let's back up a second. If you don't mind me asking, how much are you paying this personal trainer? And in one month's time, he had paid this personal train trainer around nine hundred dollars. What? Yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. In one month's time? Yeah. I'm in the wrong business. Yeah. And I've seen, and I'm like you say, there's a uh there's a lot of good personal trainers I follow on uh Instagram in regards to some gyms in Houston that does the kind of I would say a mix between functional fitness, CrossFit, hit. Those guys do great because it's yeah. it's in I would like to call it it's in the spirit of functional movement and overall uh yeah. and overall I, fitness. I'm not talking I'm not talking bad about a personal trainer and I'm not saying they're they're all real expensive. Mm-hmm. This person just happened to go to this personal trainer for a number of times that particular month, you know, probably more than what most people would go. Like you, but yeah, but like I'm just from my experiences, what I see is, and I and I'm gonna call it out, is just the fact that a lot of those personal trainers just I see them walking around the gym, putting people on machines, doing some curls, and the people not really getting results. Yeah, one thing that Ben Bergeron, one of the uh, pod many podcasts I like to listen to, he speaks about: Does your coach or personal trainer know you? 
does does he do things specific to you and your goals? And one thing you get with CrossFit is you get that specialized training. Right. And this goes to what Nick's second part of the question, you know, how does a coach, you know, push you and make you into a good athlete? And um, my one of my big deals is when I coach a class is um, I create a one-on-one relationship with everybody yes, who walks exactly. through that door. Cool, yes. I mean, one-on-one. So I'm walking up to you. Hey, Ernest, how you doing today? You know, how, everything going all right? You know, and then I move on to the next one. <clears throat> so before the class starts, I've went through and I've talked to every single person that walks through the door. So I can kind of feel, I'm like, okay. I, and I do this every class. Yeah. Every single class. To where I can feel like I know how you're feeling that day. So that person could come to you and talk to you about, hey, that this is my arms feeling good, or you know, my I worked out my legs too much. Can you think of another option to scale this workout right. for me? So you get to know everybody. You get to know them really well, and then you can. That's how you can kind of figure out how much you can push somebody. What what can we get them to do today? You know, or maybe you're like, okay, I need to kind of lay off of them a little bit today. And that's the thing. And also that goes along with just try gyms, trying out different gyms, try out different coaches. Right. And even within the gym, try out different coaches at the gym. Right. Because one coach particular may not be for you, but that doesn't mean the gym is not necessarily for you. Exactly. And then you could almost, like I was talking to my mom one time, you could almost cater it or schedule it to where you get to that class that doesn't have a lot of people in it. Mm-hmm. So you're really getting that, uh, that, that 101. So if you're not in the need for that, if you're not a strong community person, but you still like that one-on-one intimate coaching setting, go mm-hmm. to a class with a small amount of people in there. Yeah. So, because there's always going to be that class, yeah, you know, that doesn't have quite as many people in it. So, but yeah, it's so yeah, find a you know coach, strong community, and uh, you get the benefits of getting that one-on-one coaching of somebody actually knowing what you do and having a program. Because I think I was reading some articles before I came in. I think this is. Uh, I think this is probably one of the most silliest things I've ever seen. But one myth is the fact that a guy was making an argument that there's a CrossFit, there's a lack of, uh, let me see, lack of programming and a lack of personalization within uh, within CrossFit. No. And that's and it's Maybe funny. Maybe he went to the wrong place. <laughs> and it's funny you say that because you could go to, just to name a few, you have uh, Misfit, you have comp train, you have brute strength, you have CrossFit website. Yeah, you, you have over Mayhem. Just in this area, you may have over eight gyms. Just in this, you know, the Southeast Texas area that all do different types of programming. Yeah. And one the benefit and the beauty of it all is that it's all free. Mm-hmm. Nothing is hidden. You most of, for most of the gyms that you have, you're gonna get that free programming. Now you might pay for the extra uh specialized packaging in regard to getting a one-on-one coaching, some more strength building, things like that. For the most part, the availability of CrossFit is, I mean, there's some days I do comp train, some days I do misfit. And yeah. some days I might go to a random gym's website and do one of their workouts. Right. So, you know, what a lot of people don't understand is uh, when Greg Glassman invented CrossFit, he invented it in, in his garage, in a barn you know, in his daddy's barn. So <clears throat> this is really geared towards a, a home gym. You know, that's what it's – that's how it began. That's why they have the CrossFit, CrossFit.com 
you know, free workouts. The, the the website you can go in there. You can do those workouts every day, but you know, there's built in rest days and get great results. Great right results there, right there in your in your garage. And I will say one of the best investments I put into uh, my home is the fact that I got a gym at my house. Yeah, and it didn't cost a lot. It was less for about fifteen hundred bucks. I got all the equipment I needed to do CrossFit: pull up yeah. bar, barbell, some kettlebells, and a salt bike. Yeah, and you could do CrossFit. You don't need a lot of stuff. So yeah, you don't need a lot to start CrossFit. You could do CrossFit with straight. There's websites that catered to CrossFit for just body weight movements. Mm-hmm. If all you want to do is pull up, push ups, ab squats, lunges, stretching, mobility, yoga yeah. is out there for you. So. Yeah. When I read that, I was kind of perplexed in regards to like, man, he must have only looked at cross the yeah. CrossFit website. Yeah. So most sites now have also uh, adopted the sense of putting building a strength training part into it. So it's not just about going in, doing a 15-minute wad at your heart rate at like, you know, getting your heart rate up to 120 and you leave out the door. No, you're actually working on strength. And that goes into one of our other myths is that the fact that I used to always see this a lot of time that CrossFit kills your gains. Mm-mm. One of the uh, thing I follow is like Jim Fell Nation or whatever on Instagram. That's that's their biggest running joke is like CrossFitters, uh, CrossFitters can't lift heavy weights. Yeah, that's a lie. That's a lie. I challenge anybody to come try to outlift <laughs> me. I mean, I'm just being honest. Ever since I've CrossFit, I've got my uh, I'm gonna brag on myself a little bit. Got my bench press up to 315. Deadlift is at 550. Back squat is at 455. Front squat is at 385. I mean, those are no numbers, and that's all since I've been doing CrossFit. Right. And, you know, the last two times that I've maxed out on a back squat and and set a personal record, I had not even been – training back squat, you know, I mean, I had it very rarely had I been doing very heavy back squats and I break out and hit a 10 pound PR or something like that. <laughs> so you don't lose your gains in CrossFit. Mm-mm. I mean, it's actually, yes, it's no, it's, it's not, we'll say I will give, I'm not saying I'm going to give a little fuel to the fire, but I will say I do supplement some things, regular bodybuilding. Cause I'm a firm believer. You don't just do one form of fitness so it awesome just like with anything that you do is certain areas that you have to supplement to kind of make up for a certain muscle group development one of my biggest uh disagreements or one of my biggest dislikes about crossfit is it wasn't enough bench press or enough chest development in there but as you can see even over the years it's a lot more programming that's geared towards incorporating the bench press into it uh ring dips and a lot of push-ups into the uh actual crossfit movement so CrossFit has evolved a lot. Yeah, it's came I mean, a long, it came the long, long way. way, and that's and that's kind of goes into the thing where people think it's a fad. That no, CrossFit's been around since about what two thousand two, something like that. It's been a while for a long time, and it has evolved. Just look at the CrossFit games and the amount of uh, diversity within the uh, competitions that they do. These guys run obstacle courses. Do bike rides. You got to know how to swim. You got to know how to run. I tell you, if you ever want to get entertained with this whole business, they have some <clears throat> some uh, CrossFit documentaries you can watch, and they all they go back all the way to like the very first games that they ever had. Yeah, and it, and as the episodes go on, they go all the way up to present time. <laughs> 
and the and the the progression is just it's it's really really crazy <laughs> the stuff how things have progressed through the years and it's funny because I look at the cross the uh first CrossFit games and I was like man I wish I would have gotten CrossFit. I wish I was now taking where I'm at now in CrossFit and go back in time so I could get a CrossFit title under my belt. Yeah, yeah, you're not the only one. <laughs> These guys, and it's weird because now as you see a lot of uh, college athletes getting into it, a lot of younger kids getting into mm-hmm. CrossFit. That's like, as myself, I was, a, I don't want to call it an older individual. I was about 28 when I found CrossFit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was like um, 40. I was about 43 years old. 43. Still young, that. You're a young man <laughs> at heart. So let's see. Nick, good comment from Nick. Nick, so does it matter if you are an athlete or just an average person wanting to improve quality of life? CrossFit can challenge you in every single way. It's a very good comment, Nick. It kind of goes back to what we were saying. It's like CrossFit is only for like the elite athlete. That's false. Mm-hmm. What you see on TV is the top, top, 0.1% of the athlete that you have. Right. Now, if you're a high, if you're a football stud, a volleyball stud, basketball athlete, track athlete, and you want to fuel that competitive nature that you still might have, CrossFit is the place for you to come. Mm-hmm. If you are an older guy trying to lose weight, your doctor said you, you know, about to get type 2 diabetes, trying to lower your blood pressure, CrossFit is for you. If you're a house mom, and you only got a couple hours out the day to go get some fitness in, CrossFit is for you. Yep. If you were a young guy, young teenager, trying to build some strength, trying to get your motor up for uh, an upcoming season, what better way to do it, CrossFit? I always talk about uh, one example I always use as an athlete is uh, J.J. Watt. People <laughs> always amazed at his motor that he has. Yeah. And the reason I always tell people he has that mode is because he does CrossFit training. Right. Now, he doesn't do it to the extreme that, say, a Rich Fonian would do, but he incorporates some of the aspects of CrossFit mm-hmm. into his off-the-field training, and you can see the results of it on the field. Yeah. Because CrossFit allows you, it gives you that endurance, it kind of builds that strength. So no matter what level you are in life, uh, age, I mean, my mom, she's 70, no, she's 67, and she does CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Basic stuff. You see, um, Shannon Sharp's a big CrossFitter now. Yeah, I hope he was. Uh, he, he, it's funny because he says he goes into it, and one of the reasons he started it was because it. Uh, he said it fuels that competitive nature, yep. and he goes in there and he finds and he challenges. He has that mindset <laughs> to do uh, to do CrossFit. Yeah, it's one. I think it's can't remember the running back from the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, his name might come back to me in a little bit, but he opened up a. Uh, a chain of CrossFits in the Baltimore area. I can't think of what it is, but that's his main business now. He retired mm. from football and does CrossFit. Willis McGahee is a real big CrossFit. He oh, actually really? he actually competed in the uh, in a grid. I always wondered how would it be like to see some guys like Adrian Peterson, like these top level athletes, getting into CrossFit. So doing some CrossFit competitions, it's getting there. It's getting there. So yeah, you don't have to be an elite athlete to go in and uh, and do CrossFit. Just walk into the gym anytime, 5 a.m. class. Uh, you'll see more people that look like yourself Yeah. in regards to people who are just who you see on TV that's super in shape and super yoked up and super Yeah, somebody everything. who's never been in a gym would be really, really surprised whenever they Yeah, they walk in like, hold on, okay. Yeah. And one of the things you have to do and uh, tell everybody is you have to check that ego at the door with CrossFit. Yeah, that's a must. <laughs> if you don't check your ego at the door. And that's why a lot of people – 
get scared of CrossFit and stop or leading into one of the other myths is get hurt doing CrossFit because they don't check their egos at the door. Right. That's exactly right. You know, people want to come in there and um, and just just try to do too much, you know, put too much weight on the bar or, and just or just be just pure reckless. And I'll challenge and one thing you need to do is check your ego at the door and listen to your coach. Right. If listen your coach tell you to scale it down, work on form, listen to your coach. Trust me, it's for you better. Yeah. If you ever come to my class, I'll knock some weight off your bar in a heartbeat. <laughs> but that's what but that's and you have to be honest with your coach when you go into CrossFit. And even when you're walking into the gym, let them know of the ailments that you have. Hey, I'm suffering from hip mobility. I didn't had shoulder surgery, uh, this is what I can't do. This is my range of motion. And a lot of coaches and a lot of gyms have what you call the on-ramp courts yeah. where they kind of they single-handedly work with you one-on-one and kind of get a good idea of where you at, what you can do, your range of motions, and then they get – that's where you initially build that one-on-one relationship with your coach in that right. on-ramp course. Mm-hmm. So so you're not just thrown out into a class and it's like a sink or swim type uh type situation so you get a lot of good training going no, that's, on that's if you go to a reputable place it shouldn't be like that yeah so strong community very competitive exciting atmosphere let's talk about the atmosphere that can be overwhelming for some people i'm not gonna lie that's one thing that could kind of i don't want to say deter people off but not everybody is that you know that that outward type person that wants you in their face telling them when to go so yeah, but I mean, as the as the coach, you you gotta you gotta figure that out. You know, you gotta figure that out real quick. Who that? What kind of personality they have? What does it improve mobility? What does it improve mobility? I guess he's saying, how does it improve your mobility? We'll talk about mobility. Mobility, yeah, and that's one thing you could discuss with your coaches. Show your range of motion. Show your your uh, mobility. But exciting atmosphere, I would say. Find that class that if you're that type of person that doesn't like uh, the rah-rah, the exciting feel of the class, find a smaller class to go to. I know at uh, one, I know at the gym I go to, it's uh, at GTC, some of the business classes were the, uh, were the 5, 4.30 and 5.30 class, but mm-hmm. Becca went to the 8 o'clock class, and that's what she liked. To, the other classes were too much for her, but she liked to exist in that 8 o'clock class, and that was perfect for her. Right. So find a class is not a CrossFit is not a one size fit all that one that some people might make you believe. It actually is very good to uh to find what you like, talk to your coach, cater to it if you don't like that atmosphere. Because sometimes I don't like it. Sometimes I want to go into the yeah. gym, lift my weights, had a bad day, want to get something done and and get on with my life. I yeah. don't want you. I don't want people in my face cheering me on. Exactly. Some days I want to come in and try to. Barry Nick's Washingburg in a workout. <laughs> so you heard that, Nick. So Nick says, How how does it improve mobility? Oh, how does it improve mobility? <sighs> well what I, I know when I got into CrossFit, it improved mobility because I thought everybody's the biggest thing. I'll use a squat for an example is you ain't supposed to squat below parallel. You're not supposed to do this. I thought I was squatting right. And one thing, what's number one's every one number one everybody's number one machine that they like to go to when they want to do squats is the Smith, Smith machine. machine yeah. And that's you might as well take the Smith machine, throw it in the trash, and burn it alive <laughs> because it kills your mobility. Yeah. And one thing that helped me out in CrossFit was the fact that you have that uh you have that good range of motion. I learned range of motion when I got into CrossFit. Yeah. 
I learned even on the strict press, I learned how to uh I learned how to improve my overall head structure by getting my head through instead of just pushing up and keeping my spine flexed by having my neck pushed all the way back. You learn yeah. those little things. Mm-hmm. So But as far as improving mobility, I mean you're doing so many so many things to um, to strengthen all the small little stabilizer muscles all through your body, all through your uh, through your abs, um, your back, your legs, arms. You know, you, you're strengthening everything up to where you you can do a lot more. Yeah, you know that's why they call it functional fitness. Functional fitness. That's and and that's and that's. I think it's like a lot of the machines we do at Exogen aren't functional movements those were movements invented for the machine well yeah they're isolated movements isolated for, movements uh, for bodybuilding so explain I mean, to people they, what are some functional what are functional movements that some people might not understand what that actually is okay first one the, the burpee the burpee i hate burpees everybody now. hates them everybody hates up. them but you it's probably one up. of the most functional things there is you would bring up burpee yeah because you're going down to the ground if you're doing them right you're going down to the ground and bringing your chest all the way to the ground. And you're pushing yourself up and standing all the way back up. You know, I mean, you're you're going down, you're standing up. Don't get more basic than that. Yeah. <laughs> as far as, like, moving through life, mm-hmm. sitting down, standing up. So. Yeah. so it'll translate through all kinds of things in your life and later into your life, you know, when you get a little older. You're going to have a little bit more strength in case you fall down. It's it's going to keep you younger longer. I can guarantee you that. One of the biggest ones, of course, like we always talk about is squatting. Right. Squatting, sitting down, standing up, basic movements in life, push-ups, being able to push yourself up off the ground, pull-ups, being able to reach above head to get certain things out of cabinet or pull yourself up if you fall down. Box jumps, box step-ups. Box step-ups, Yeah. Is basic. We turn. That's what we mean by functional movements, guys. These are movements that translate into how you move through life. Yeah, exactly. Not things. Uh, for example, one thing I like to uh, example I like to use is the pec deck machine. No, people mm-hmm. can't see my movement right now, but you kind of get you sit up there and you have the weights here, and then you kind of squeeze it mm-hmm. together like that. Mm-hmm. You don't move through life like that, Mm-mm. unless you're trying to do a dance. You don't mean. <laughs> I mean, it's not a it's not a normal movement in life that movement. Yeah. So that's what I mean by non-functional movement. Something that's not natural to how your joints move and how you move. And that's one of the things why I don't like the uh, the Smith machine. And people think the Smith machine is helping them out, but what it does, it limits your range of motion. Mm-hmm. And kind of one of the things you alluded to is that it's not allowing you to recruit those stabilizer muscles exactly. that strengthen them, that kind of helps those, help the joint function and help the stabilization overall that prevents the injury from occurring. So that's the number one thing people always say, man, I ain't doing no squats. Man, I ain't doing squats. Squats going to tear my knees up. Uh-huh. Okay, all right, whatever. As people get knee replacements every day who's never done a squat a day in their life. Right. So. That's true. So, yeah. So, functional movements, man. Functional movements help you out and kind of net with those functional movements. It overall, kind of like what Nick asked about, is that it helps with your improving your overall mobility and how you move through space and how you move through life. So. So, another one. This is what we're kind of hitting on. CrossFit is expensive. Is CrossFit expensive? That's relative, you know. I mean. What do you want? 
I mean, me myself, I'll pay up to three hundred dollars a month for CrossFit because I just believe in investing in my health. Mm-hmm. So it's probably one of the smartest investments somebody could make in themselves. I mean, I have a membership to CrossFit. I paid for a home gym. I got a membership to Exogen. <clears throat> I mean, I invest in my body. I invest in longevity, and I invest in overall health. Mm-hmm. I mean, we put a lot of money into the cars we drive. We put the best gasoline into the cars, but we don't want to invest in what we pay for. So you want to be cheap? You want to? I'm gonna I'm gonna call these. I'm gonna call gyms out. You want to be cheap? You want to pay nine ninety nine and go to Planet Fitness? You're gonna get what you're gonna get yeah, at Planet Fitness. You're going to get $9.99 worth of fitness when you go to Planet Fitness. No motivation. You know, they actually do pizza parties once a month. You walk in there and there'll be a pizza or cinnamon rolls or something in there. It's like an oxymoron. (laughs) I mean, I'm just being for real, putting, giving a pizza, but that's what you get. You get what you pay for. They have a lot of people. A lot of people go there. Yeah, because the concept is to get your money and hope that you don't come. Imagine if everybody who had a, a we shots fired at Planet Fitness. By the way, imagine if everybody, because I'm not saying I don't like. I just I just don't like the concept of those trying to gyms because they're not geared towards helping people get fit yeah. or get better. Now there are people who know how to use those gyms to get fit and get better, but those gyms are geared towards making money. They're not in the business of getting you healthy. Exactly, because they're not teaching. And with CrossFit, we actually teach you how to get healthy. Yeah, and it's not just about working out. You know, your coach will know everything about um, about how what what you should be eating and the, the best things for you to eat and things like that. And, you know, one of the things that gets overlooked a lot, too, that once you start going and start getting that feeling of – of accomplishment and uh, the, the the community be, have, making friends and all that stuff there <clears throat> is the is the mental the mental aspect of of CrossFit the uh, the positive effects it has on your brain. Yes, that's key. Right, brain, your mindset. <laughs> because uh, you go in there and you get your your heart rate up, and you get into into that much of a workout, you're gonna your endorphins are gonna start moving. Yes. You know, you're going to get some pretty good endorphins kicking in. and uh, Oh, someone forgot to sound stay phone. No calls a, on that, that. You're going to get some endorphins kicking in, and um, it's just like running a really long distance. You know, you hear these people getting um, getting a runner's high. It's the same thing. Runner's high. I remember Jeremy talked about getting that runner's high after about – no, that's you. Talk about you get that runner's high after about five miles. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm not running enough to get that runner's high. I haven't got there yet. So, But, I mean, the, uh, the, the, the mental aspect of it is, uh, is just, it's really, it's there. You know, there's a lot of people, if you get to reading, and I've coached a lot of people like this, too, yeah. that, that suffer from depression, anxiety, and stuff like that. It helps you get over those things. Right. It's very, 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 very beneficial towards things like that. And then, like uh, like I stated before, the biggest thing I like about it, because one thing that hand ties this generation is this thing right here. Exactly. The cell phone. Mm-hmm. It forces you to take that cell phone, put it down, and like you said, not and just. be social. Like and, not just, and not just the, uh, the working out part of it, but the social, mental part of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying you're in there to get friends or to make friends, but it's always good to have a community of people that you can bounce things off on. Yeah. I hear guys talking about a certain diet. Hey, man, what's that? Talk to me about that diet. Then mm-hmm. they tell you, say, hmm, maybe it's something I want to try. Right. 
You know, you I guarantee you, I, I, there's no doubt in my mind, 100% guarantee, money back guarantee coming from me right here. Thad is gonna give you his your Thad is gonna give you your money back on your right. membership for one year. If you go, if you go consistently, I'm, what I mean, I'm saying consistently, at least three days a week. Yeah, I'm about to say three days a week consistently. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and show up, do the work. You're gonna you're gonna get better. I don't I don't care what anybody says. I've seen I I have seen so much. <laughs> People that come in there and they're thinking they have no business being there, and within a matter of three months, they're crushing some stuff. You see improvements. Oh, man. And what's the number one thing? We need that intrinsic motivation towards getting better Mm -hmm. a goal. You know, that's some of my favorite people to coach are the people that come in and think they don't belong. I'm telling you. (laughs) It might sound funny, but I I like watching the the – the, the fruits progress. of their labor, people mm-hmm. progress. And even as just a general member, it's always good to see that excitement mm-hmm. on people's faces. Like you said, you care. Like, I can hit a max or whatever on my back squat, but just it's just as important when this older lady comes in who can't even back squat the bar, can now back squat 45 pounds. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, that huge. gets the most celebration out the gym. Mm-hmm. Because is everybody progresses, like you said, consistency is the key. And I get, I could, I'll double down on that. He's going to pay 90% of this double down, and I'm only paying 10%. But I double down on the fact that if you go consistently, yeah. then you're still going to uh, – and, and I speak to that because my wife, Naomi, she doesn't do CrossFit as much as she did before, and she was back squatting. And she was surprised in regards to, like, how much strength she built up, how much strength she didn't lose mm-hmm. because of her days doing CrossFit. Yeah. Or just coming back slowly back into it, building that leg strength up and squatting. Mm-hmm. And it's like that motivation that pumps you up to keep you going and seeing like, hey, you know what? I can do this. So mm-hmm. it's not it's not that bad because we get to a certain age, but we think our fitness stops. We don't get stronger. Oh, you can't have no six-pack no more. I hate when, man, it kills me when yeah. older people and older guys always say, man, I used to be just like you when I was your age. What you mean? Why can't you still be like yeah. that? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why can't why can't you? I don't want to yeah. hear that. That ain't. That I doesn't, hear that from younger guys. Yeah, that a lot does. Of younger guys, you know, they got some guys that I work with, and they're like, man, you know, it's it's too late. And I'm like, man, it's never too late. Saying you used to be like something doesn't impress me. No, it doesn't. Get back in the gym, unless and not. And I'm not saying get back in the gym and lift like you used to, but get back and get back into shape. Mm-hmm. You're. It's never too late to get yourself back in shape. So, is CrossFit expensive? No. It's all about how much you plan on investing in yourself. Think about it is how much you spend on clothes, how much you spend on food that you eat, how much you spend on a new car that you drive that doesn't really overall stay with you the rest of your life. You only have one life and one body. Yeah. So why not invest in, in your body and invest in keeping yourself healthy? Right. So Life's short. Very I mean, short. In the it, grand scheme of things, life is short. Yeah, it is. It's really, really short. You might as well um, – might as well feel good while you're here. Feel good. And that goes into, uh, I think, Nick, uh, another question came up in regards to supplementation. Yeah. Taking supplements are what are some – I mean, we, me and you talked about this. I know this probably might be a topic for another show. It is, it is and, and it can get controversial. Very um, controversial. By who – you know, everybody believes different. But I can tell you this, from all of everything that I've done – um 
the reading, the, the talking to people, all the research and everything, there's probably only about maybe three, maybe four supplements that that I could say that's really beneficial to you. How many you say? Maybe three. So we're gonna do it. We're gonna four. we're gonna play a game because I I I was I always tell people it's three or four that uh that I agree with that you that you that really beneficial to your life. So you name one. I'm gonna say if I agree with it or not. We're gonna we're gonna do PTI debate here for a second. Creatine monohydrate. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I I will not because I've actually uh I've actually taken creatine before, and that's one of the ones where I actually get that uh. Get I got a lot stronger. Right, you will, and and you know, back in the day, um, creatine got a bad rap. Back in the, um, oh hell, what's his name, um, Mark Mark McGuire. Mark McGuire, yeah, hell, with the know, Andros Diastein yeah. and all that stuff like that. You know, it's gonna hurt your kidneys. Well, I'm, anything creatine's over, been around for a long anything, time. Anything you overdo is gonna hurt you. Yeah, but these days, you know, a good creatine monohydrate, you, you, it's not going to hurt you. Sure, you need to drink water, but it ain't going to clog up your kidneys or nothing like that, you know. So, quick science of what what uh very quick and basic science of what actually creatine does. Creatine allows water uptake into your muscles, which mm-hmm. kind of allows the muscles to get bigger and kind of become more strong and give them more nutrients. So that's what creatine yeah. actually does. So it's one of the main ingredients in red meat also. Red meat is creatine. So creatine is which is, I don't eat. You don't <laughs> eat red meat. But you supplement. You supplement yeah. by taking creatine. So creatine is very is write that down. Creatine is a very good mm-hmm. supplement. I forgot. I don't know what the recommended dosage is and I don't want to give any people five milligrams a day. Okay. And you five. don't have to preload or cycle it or nothing. Just like take that. it. Mm-hmm. Take it. Mix it in. It's very good. You will Build up your strength with creatine. But like anything else, take the recommended dosage. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's not very much. So, all right. It's my turn. I'm going to throw one out there. That I will say whey protein is another good one. Another good supplementation. It, it, taken properly. Taken, everything taken properly. So the, the reason I say that is because a lot of people, you'll see these guys uh, like drinking whey protein in the middle of the day. <laughs> just walk around at work drinking a protein drink. Might as well just go yeah, eat some food. You might as well pour it down the drain because you're not getting any benefits out of it. It's a real, real fast digestion. Digesting protein. Protein. Yes, and, and unless you've just broke your muscles down and they're needing the the nutrients, it's not doing you any good. It's just you might as well just go eat a meal. Right. If you want to drink something in the middle of the day and walk around with it, um, get you some um, some casing. Casing protein. Casing protein. Whey protein, slow. casein it's slow, protein. It's slow digestion. digestion. So what the casein protein does, it creates like a a ball or like a gel within your stomach that allows it to slowly digest. So imagine you have a big ball of putty and you're slowly picking parts of it apart to digest and it kind of feeds you throughout the throughout the night, throughout the day. Right. So so if you're gonna if used properly, yes. Whey pro- protein. Whey protein. Is really so these so just so for those who just joined, we're talking about supplements that are. Somebody posed a question: What are some good supplements to take along with your uh, with your CrossFit regimen? So creatine, whey protein, casein protein. What else you got that? And uh, some BCAAs. BCAAs. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not a huge fan. I'm not either. Of BCAAs. I don't take them anymore. The reason I say I I'm not a huge on. fan because I feel like I eat a uh, I eat enough protein mm-hmm. throughout the day. So it's a good supplementation, and it does give you an improvement. It's all about how much you're willing to spend on it. Exactly. So 
And one thing people always uh one thing is always people always brag about the pre workout they take. I say, you know only pre workout you need? It's a cup of coffee. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I mean, you look at pre workout, the number one ingredient in pre workout that gets you going is creatine. Is uh not creatine, it's caffeine. That's all you need. So for CrossFit and and I'm not just for CrossFit, but for fitness overall, if your choice of uh fitness is uh, CrossFit, bodybuilding, cycling, or whatever you want to do, supplementation, whey protein, creatine, casein protein, and caffeine. Yep. And uh, BCAAs are not bad. It gives you to help supplement if you're not reaching the recommended uh, recommended doses throughout your day with your daily volume. Yep. So That's it. That's it in a nutshell right there. So my wife just texted me and said, I'm selling CrossFit too hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's what the topic of the show topic is. topic of the show is Typically, CrossFit. Typically, we do not. We make it a policy or amongst ourselves not to get into the CrossFit thing. And we much. we didn't done four we didn't done four whole episodes and hadn't mm-hmm. mentioned CrossFit. So I'm going to talk about CrossFit a little <laughs> bit today. Yeah. But just a just a history along with CrossFit, I uh, I supplement a lot of my uh, lifting and but with uh, with bodybuilding three days a week as well, along with CrossFit. Uh, just like you and myself, I also do a lot of running. I know you, Thad, you do the uh, Cattail Marsh run every Thursday at yeah, 6.30 out of Terra Park. So we, don't, we aren't just CrossFitters, guys. I know right now, myself, we do uh, Spartan races. Oh, I yeah. myself plan on doing, I'm going to put this out there in the air. I'm planning on doing the uh, MS-150 next year, so I'll be buying a bike here to get into. I'm all about challenging myself. Right. And that's one of the reasons why I like CrossFit, because it's, that, it's always that ultimate challenge. It's like it's always something out there while I'm intrinsically being motivated to get out there and do something because it's always a competition. During the summertime, you could go up to any CrossFit gym or anywhere in the area and there's a CrossFit challenge or competition that you could do. Mm -hmm. And here lately, since they actually changed the the format of CrossFit, it seems like there's a qualifier every week. But I don't just do CrossFit, folks. We don't just do CrossFit. No. They do multitude of other types of uh, workouts as well. So, Naomi, my wife, I just don't do CrossFit. <laughs> so, I'm not just selling CrossFit. So, uh, we run in. I think we run in, man. We could sit here and talk CrossFit for two hours. So, we'll hit a, uh, we'll hit a couple more. And this is more like one of the funny ones that I think, Luden, going back to what uh, one of our fellow podcasters, Josh Morales, posted is that we're a cult. That CrossFit is a cult. You know what I say to that? Oh, well. (laughs) I mean, mean, McDonald's is a cult. Everybody goes eat fast food, eating fried chicken, going to Popeye's. That's a cult. What's wrong with a healthy cult? What's wrong with uh, uh, harboring uh, or being around a group of people who wants a better and healthier lifestyle? Yeah. It's just being around like-minded people is all. Yep. So CrossFit is not a cult, guys. CrossFit is just a community of people who think alike yeah. and want to get fit and just have a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, CrossFit is CrossFit for the elderly. Can older people do CrossFit? Yep. I've worked out with 76-year-old people, uh, women before. Hey. One of the most consistent members that um, <clears throat> that I've ever seen is is she's probably – Probably at least 76 years old or so right now. Every day. Every day. And that's so. Cross- she goes to the 5 a.m. class at, uh, at Fit Lab. And she's been going there since uh, since Chad Gary had Turnian. Man. Every day. And that's good. So you so CrossFit has no age limit. Mm-mm. Top to bottom. Nope. You can start kids in CrossFit at the age of five. 
with the proper techniques. Let me always put that preface in there. Of course, a seven-year-old person is not going to have the same range of motion that uh, uh, that somebody who's younger might have, especially people who are just getting in to CrossFit at an older age. But there are uh, scaling options that, and that was one of another myths I had is that CrossFit is not scalable. CrossFit is scalable. That's a whole other class you can take. Yeah, it's a whole other class you can take on scaling CrossFit. I know my mom when she does CrossFit. She uh she kind of struggles with squatting and stuff like that. So simply put a box underneath and have a stand up off the box. Yeah, there's you can scale anything and everything. One way one way we scaled the push ups for her is like she gets on a wall, leans on a wall, and pushes off mm-hmm. the wall. You're getting the same result. Exactly. So CrossFit is scalable for all ages and all people. So, like I said, people, we get in here and we talk about CrossFit all day. <laughs> so we want to thank you guys for uh. Let me see if we got any more questions coming through. Gordon asking. Gordon, can you talk about squat techniques that uh that avoid injury or knee pain? You want to hit that real quick? That two thirty second rapid fire. Some cross some squat techniques that uh to prevent Gordon from hurting himself. Yeah. Plant them feet on the ground. Push that butt back. Push them knees out. There you <laughs> go, big Gordon. <laughs> Norton, Gordon knows what I'm talking about. Yep. Simple squatting, and that gets trust me. That gets on me all the time right. about. Technique and squat technique. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I can pick you to death on anybody to death on a squat, but I mean, there's there's ways to do it to be healthy. Just like um, Gordon's asking, you know, if you don't plant your feet, twist those knees out. You know, I mean, you're externally rotating your legs mm-hmm. and pushing that butt back and pushing those knees out, keeping those feet flat on that the floor. That was, I was going to say, that's one thing I always tell people to start off with is keeping those feet yeah. flat on the floor. Right. In any lift you do, everything starts at the ground up. Yep. Everything starts from the ground up. Keep them feet flat on the floor. Push them knees out. Try to keep those ankles and stuff from rolling in. And um, load up those glutes and hamstrings. And one of the uh, one of my mindset is, if I, I say about fitness, if you're not squatting, you're not trying. To me, that's the number one functional movements in the list of functional movements is to squat. Because one thing I'm always fearful of when I get older is the hunchback walk or bad knees. Mm -hmm. But squatting builds that done properly with the right form, butt out, knees rotated, feet shoulder width apart, feet planted back on the ground, going light slightly below parallel, not too deep, but just that fine point between parallel where you break the hip crease does wonders for your hip mobility right so and of course the number one thing is when you stand up extend the hips and lock out at the top Mm -hmm. so spend a lot of time sitting all day squatting kind of could combat the troubles from sitting all day and doing things like that sitting sitting is america's number one enemy somebody said that's the new the new the new killer sitting Mm -hmm. yeah it is sitting in office all day yeah i agree i agree 100 percent i can tell um, <clears throat> when I'm coaching and I can watch somebody, how they move and different things, I can walk right up to them and ask them, what do you do for a living? Oh, I do this. You sit a lot? Yep. Okay. I thought so. <laughs> I know one of the things I got that I took pictures of was that I showed some of my friends I have a sit-stand desk at work. Mm-hmm. So first thing when I get into work, the first half of the day, I'm pretty much standing up. Standing up, keeping that blood flow, getting down. You know, after lunch, I sit down a little bit. Then I make sure I stand back up after I eat lunch, stand yeah. back up, make sure I keep that blood flowing throughout my body. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, you have to. Have to sit up, have to stand, have right. to walk. Your, Don't sit uh, all day. Your psoas and your hip flexors and everything get real, real, real tight uh, from being in that sitting position. Okay, cool. So, well, guys, I think we uh, – so we'll, we'll call this CrossFit Part 1. <laughs> so we'll, give, we'll, we'll say this to you guys. We're going to give you guys at least four more episodes before we come back and talk about more CrossFit. Yeah. You think that's fair at that? Yeah, that's fine. Um, I can sit here and talk about this. CrossFit. For, I can talk about this for days I think, and days. I think when I, text you, when I text you the other day and was like, man, we need something to talk about. What can we talk about? Hey, it's time. CrossFit. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So um, before we get out of here, one thing I'd like to say, you know, if you're watching this show or or <clears throat> if you get to, to listening to it on um, on one of the Podbean, Apple iTunes, yeah, anything, uh, look me up on uh, on Instagram or Facebook. If you have any questions or uh, if you're interested in getting started or something like that, just get get with me. I can uh, I can point you in the right direction, or at least help you out a little bit. Anyway, there you go. So what's your uh, what's your Instagram handle so people Instagram can is at King Thad at King Thad. You can find him at King Thad and Facebook. Facebook, it's just regular Thad King. Yep. So and I myself, you can find me on. Instagram at EJ underscore Doyle. Very simple. Or you could send us your questions or comments to uh, Masters of Fitness at the Facebook page. It's kind of weird when you get to the uh, email because the email is mastersoffit at Mm gmail.com. So, and also like that was saying, you could also find our uh, podcast on Podbean, on Spotify, on Apple iTunes, on the Google Play Store, wherever you listen to podcasts, go in and search for Masters of Fitness, and you can find us and listen to us. So yep. now that we got our uh, studio up to date and we rocking and rolling, yeah. no lagging in the video this time, we want to thank you guys for being with us today. We're going to put put out a lot more content for you guys to uh, enjoy, yep. download, share, like, and uh Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening to us today. Remember, go download the podcast, share, share with your friends, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. All right. Peace out.